This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Tara Thorne from. Oh my God, what don't you do? Few things. <laughs> Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for asking. So I don't know. Should we start with CBC or the coast? Or... Probably the coast. It's been the longest. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's start with that one. How did you get to work on with the coast? I got a summer job. Like, there's a program now called uh, Canada Summer Students, or I don't know what it is, but it was that. It was called and before that it was the job creation program before that it was whatever I got in on and it was a grant for the summer it was just like a, a returning student um, like two days a week and then at the end of that I didn't get my student loan for my fourth year so I couldn't finish my degree mm. and they asked me to stay and that was in the year 2000 oh wow and I'm still there how long uh, when did the coast start 1993 oh wow yeah wow. so it was year six wait yeah, it was going into your seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I ended up editing the 25th anniversary issue last year. Oh, so, nice. How was that experience? It was It was a lot. It was very... <laughs> <laughs> it's, too, it's so much history. And you're like, what do people want to see? Mm. Do we want to talk about ourselves? Do we want to talk about the city? Like, we talk about the city every week. Should we talk about ourselves? I always like when journalists go behind the scenes, but journalists inherently don't like it because we're not supposed to be part of it. We're not supposed to be the story. Mm. Um, so we kind of did both. <laughs> Oh, okay. It was a huge issue. I can't remember. It was like in the seventies, pages wise, mm. and it had a glossy cover, and uh, it. But it was a tough time in the office. Yeah, it was I can a imagine. lot of work. So, um, what did I want to ask? Oh yeah, while while you were there doing this summer program, mm. what were you? Excuse me. What were you actually doing there? I was doing the listing. So I was um, typing in, like, you know, we're at the back where it says, like, what bands are playing, what art shows are on, what events are on, what movies. We used to run the, the, the Empire, it was Empire then, the movie times in the paper, and I had to type them in by hand <laughs> for theaters. <laughs> and now and now they they just, like, Cineplex just sent, we don't print them anymore, but we were for a while, and Cineplex just sends them, and you go, import, done. And I was like, in my day, I had to write down a list with all the ratings. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that for a summer, and then it became an actual job for a while, and then within a year, I was um, music editor. So oh. I just sort of kind of kept going on oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I did leave in 2007 which no one remembers uh, because i kept writing so uh, people didn't know oh yeah so you left to do what uh something else it didn't go very well mm. i thought i could i thought i could freelance at the time i was on q q had just started on on cbc mm. with Gian gameshi she really liked me not like that. Because ah. um, <laughs> I had been on the National Playlist, which was one of his other shows, mm. and we and he he liked me from that. So when he started this show, he he you know made sure I don't know if he made sure, but he helped me get on that show. Mm. Um, and I was a television columnist. I would t we were talking about television trends, and it paid a lot. Like for half an hour, it paid a lot of money. So I was like, oh, I could go on. I can make a living off of this. And then within a year of me quitting the coast, the recession happened. And 
and the mm. bottom just fell out of out of journalism. Like the first place they cut is freelance money. They're mm. like, no, we can get staff people to do this. So I lost all of that stuff, and mm. then, then I had to go back to the coast. And they were like, oh, welcome back. Yeah, they're a bit. It was a bit like, um, guys, do you need me? <laughs> and I was part time for a while, and oh, then okay. I replaced the person I was helping. Gotcha, you know what gotcha, I mean? Gotcha, and then gotcha. and that was ten years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When, when, you know, I didn't even know the Q story, but now you said it, I gotta ask, when that thing came out, right. how, how did, what was your impression of the whole story? It was a funny thing because I was, if you remember, Gian posted his defense of himself on Facebook on a Sunday. Mm. So I came out of a movie and I turned my phone on and it was like, just tons of messages that were like, what's the, what's the deal with Gio? What's going on? Cause people thought I kn knew him personally, which I didn't, mm. you know, like we were colleagues in a distant way. Mm. Um, but, um, I, I actually wrote a tweet that was like, cause I had no idea what anyone was talking about. And I was like, he's always been nice to me. Like that kind of a thing. And then once I got, wind of what it actually was. I was like, oh, <laughs> delete. Oh, because, you know, part yeah. of what predators do is keep, they are nice to some people. So it's like, so they have people in their back pocket to be like, Defense. oh, he didn't do that to me. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't hate women or he's not trying to hit on everyone. Um, but he, that's part of the whole system is just mm. keeping those people uh, in your back pocket. And I, if, I, if I'd been slightly stupider, I might have left that tweet up and who knows what it would have done to me. So, mm. but that whole thing was so horrible. Mm. Like the whole... The whole stretch of it was really bad. I remember um, when the actual trial was going on. Mm. Like the worst part was finding out how many of your friends had been sexually assaulted or had bad experiences with viol like sexual violence, and and just basically women kind of coming together to be like, I have too been victimized, not by him, but by others, and and it was it was just a lot to mm. a lot to bear. Mm. Um, did that experience in any way shape how? Because you're a super strong um, advocate for. People right. that exactly. Did I not anyway influence that? I think it definitely like the the older I get, the angrier I get. <laughs> <laughs> and now with me too and everything, it's like it's fine to be angry. It wasn't fine to be angry for a long time. It was like stop it. You're hysterical. Like what are you talking about? Mm. That is what used to come up a lot. But now everyone's sort of uh, I'm on the right side for once. Mm. So the Gian thing really did. You know, of course he got acquitted. Mm. All of those all of those women torpedoed their own career. Their own lives for what to be attacked on the internet essentially so it's like justice wasn't served you don't see it served so you just get angrier and mm. you know we've seen many examples since Gian of uh you know men who have not been punished or in fact have done better if you look at like Brett Kavanaugh or some like that whole thing it's just like these women get up there and they're brave and for what but like do you think that defense I think actually no I think Kind of statistics have shown that that's the best defense you have when you're attacked. You see, you attack the person, like the person's sexual history, yeah. for instance. Like, no, you can't say you were raped or assaulted because two days later you're smiling at the person or yeah. you send the person an email or yeah. you had sex with someone else the following day. How? Yeah. And how I, traumatized could you be if you yeah, did that? Yeah. 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 I think a lot of that's the law profession's problem. My best friend is a crown prosecutor and we got into a, a screaming fight in Piatto downtown. Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she was like, Marie Hainan is the best defense lawyer in Canada. I'm like, I do not care. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, a lot a lot of that is how the system is is rigged against women, and that and that has been how prosecutors kind of um, you know defang a defense of a woman. It's like, well, you did all of these things. Mm. Um, how could how could you how could that one thing be bad? Mm. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's one it's, of those things we're trying to undo still. Yeah, and I, what would you think would be about, like? Is that like actually because? There's the whole, you know, you're not guilty on your soul, you're proven to right. be guilty. And there's the whole different people react differently to when they have such an experience, right? Sure. Because there are people that just shut down, there are people that scream, and there are people that tell everyone, there are people that don't talk about it for yeah. years. So, uh, anyway, it's just. I know, what is it to do? I think it's to teach men not to do that shit. <laughs> I really, I don't know. Like, I don't, so much of the burden is on the woman to just deal with it. And it's like, Mm. no, the man could, could deal with it. That'd be nice. Yeah. And you think, I think the only punishment is usually you kind of lose your show or whatever it was you would do or your position and that's it. Yeah. But you see someone like Louis C.K., he's already back getting standing ovations. It's like, he didn't suffer. (sighs) He was already a millionaire. He didn't suffer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and that's one of the, you know, it's so, this whole thing with sexualized violence, it's so layered, right? Yeah. You know, there's the whole... But um, And then there are people that say, so, yeah, he did this, but then he wasn't as bad as that person. Right. Like, he just did... He just... He just jerked off in front of someone. Exactly. He didn't touch them. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I feel like that's people who are people who say that are never going to get jerked off in front of. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I've had that with the. Do you remember the there were there were cab drivers sort of assaulting people? Yeah. I remember a guy being like, "If a guy drove me to Point Pleasant Park, I wouldn't sit in the car." I'm like, "No one is gonna drive you to Point Pleasant Park, you idiot." Do you not understand? Like, there's like a, a there's just a lack of understanding, yeah. and it's like that's the actual problem. Is like. Men need to know more. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> like, not all men are bad. I'm not sitting here being like, all men are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. bad ones are sort of supported by the good ones by accident. Because mm. they're like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't mm. affect me. What mm. do I care? Mm. So. Yeah. Um. And uh, actually, every time that comes, I always link back. I don't even saw the Gillette ad. That, Gillette? Yeah. yeah. About which one? Like, the t- toxic masculinity yes one. and people were and like people, people were angry yeah yeah I thought it was great yeah it I was I mean if, if there's a good a good thing for brands to jump on that's a good one mm. uh, there's a lot of bandwagon jumping but brandwagon jumping talking about brands um yes. what do you think of pride on brands oh um I, yeah I don't really have an opinion I'm not a big pride fan I find it a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's very punny, and I don't like puns. <laughs> <laughs> but people want to celebrate. That's their business. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's. I find this year especially, it's just like everyone's got their little rainbow up or they slapped it in their logo for the month. And I'm just like, you're TD Bank. How many gay people's houses have you repossessed? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you don't fucking care. You don't actually care. Um, I would hope that their employees feel their LGBTQ employees feel good about it. But it definitely smacks of bandwagon jumping for sure. Mm. Where it's like, I don't know. Did you see that Baroness Fun sketch? No, Sketch no. that's about corporatization of pride. It's no, it's pretty no. funny. But but yeah, I just sort of, it's just sort of done. <laughs> Everyone's but, proud for yeah. this one month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, think um, that's the thing though. Um, with, you know, it's like the month for 
mental health, the yes. month for this, yeah. the month for that. So we kind of just go, oh, okay, it's this time we have to do this. And, yeah. and it's done. And we shelve it till next year. Exactly. And it's like, what do you do the rest of the year? <laughs> well, that's the month for it. So mm. we're doing something else that month. Mm. It'd be nice if everyone was good to everyone all the time. Well... <laughs> then there wouldn't be human beings. It's huh? true. <laughs> okay, so that was the coast. Um, then that was the coast. Yeah, <laughs> that was the coast. That was the coast. Um, and CBC. CBC. Yeah. Um, uh, they called the coast because they wanted. This is how long ago it was. A long time ago. Because mm. I'm about to turn forty, so I was tw- probably twenty five at the time. Mm. Um, they wanted an alternative viewpoint on CB on information. More Morning. Um, so they wanted someone to come in and tell them what the kids were doing this weekend. Um, so they asked me. And then um, uh, I had a really good relationship with Don Connolly, so mm. the host at the time. He is now retired. Um, and people really clicked into that, and that helped me, I think. I think it was probably something that might have flamed out if he and I didn't have such a good relationship, but we did. So I'm still there now, even uh, with Portia Clark, the new the new host. And actually, when Don retired, I was I, I was scared to ask, but then my producer emailed me and said, by the way, <laughs> you're not getting fired. Okay. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> thank you, because it's really good money <laughs> and really fun to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's just sort of something that I've always done, and I also review movies in New Brunswick, and that happened. Happened. What movies though? Just like week to week. So like this week, I'll talk about yesterday, the week that we're recording. Like movie, like actually the movie the, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, with the Beatles. Yes, the, thing. the Beatles never existed. That whole thing. Oh. Yeah, and so like oh. last week I did Toy Story four. Yeah. Do you get to see the films before they come out? Or? So, not usually. Oh, um, not oh, usually. Oh, okay. And and on the occasions that we do, sometimes I'll mess things up because it means that I don't have something for the following week because gotcha, I saw gotcha. it too early. We tried it, but it didn't quite work. So, yeah, I actually am usually reviewing. It airs three or four days after Are the movie opens. Are you going to see Spider-Man? I will because I have to, but I don't care. It's it's actually a really good film. You've already seen it? <laughs> no, I've not seen it. But, I mean, it, based on the first one, and right. it's pretty much the whole same team walking on the second yeah, one. Yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal, who's mm. great. Mm. Um, I just, I don't like superhero movies. That's one of the, na- so one of the good things about becoming a film critic professionally, because mm. I always wrote about movies, but I just saw what I wanted. Mm. But the New Brunswick mar- market is different than the Nova Scotia market. It's even worse, which is saying way. a lot. It's like, like, for small, very rarely do small movies go there. Oh, so it's all it's just big blockbuster temple stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so yeah. Um, how about Fast and Furious, the new one coming out? You're not gonna like that one. Is gonna be really nice. This is um Hobbs and Shaw. Well, here's the thing. I love both of those guys. So like Fast and Furious, I do not care about. Um, I have seen more than you would think because they tend to come out in the summer and it's hot and I like air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I love. Those guys, so I actually am excited to see them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw the just uh, yesterday or two days ago. I just saw a few days ago. I saw the most recent um, trailer, and I I think it's gonna be the best of all the Fast and Furious. I think it films. will because it's based on people. They go, they go. Oh, it's about family. It's about family. I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure it is. But these are two characters that and Everybody two actors loves. that people really love. Yeah. So I think that will make the and difference Idris for me. And Alba is the bad guy. Yeah, that'll I be mean, good. that yeah. is like holy smokes i'm like i can't wait to see it um then 
Uh, so it's a weekly show? Yeah, so it's uh, also in the morning shows in St. John and Mugton. So it's oh, just like okay. I just sort of show up for eight minutes. And I'm like, hey, here's this movie I saw and here's what I think about it. So oh, nice. it's really great. It's a fun thing to do. Do you go into the studio? It's a... Yeah, I go into the studio here. So we just link gotcha, up. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, man, that, that's nice. Do you have a drive down there for... No, I take the bus or I... Oh, drive to New Brunswick, you mean? Mm. Oh, no, I don't have to. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I, I and I would have to take the maritime bus. I would not be driving. You don't like I driving? I don't drive. Why no. Not? I just don't do it. I don't do it. I couldn't afford a car anyway. I would have to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be parked on an abandoned lot and I'd be living in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I just never, I never, um, I failed the test twice. Three times. Mm. Three times. I come from the country. There's one road. Oh. And then they're like, they kick you into Truro and they're like, good luck. <laughs> it's like, which, and Truro's not a big city, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's operational. It has traffic lights. It has mm. highways. It was uh, not a great scene. So wh where are you from? Lance. Oh. Two towns not... down from Classified. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's. It's blown up a lot in the past oh, okay. 20 years, uh, but when I grew up there, it was noth there was nothing. I mean, there's still nothing in my part of Lance. The other end of Lance is where they built all the subdivisions and suburbs and stuff. Oh, um, okay. But I live on the, the part where you can smell the farms. You know, like, just on, almost to Milford. So, like, I went to high school in Milford, which is the next town up. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm very, I hate rural life. Both of my, um, both of my sisters are pro-rural life. Uh, although one of them lives in the suburb of Calgary, and uh, but she has a cottage, or she has a house in a town called Wittenberg, which is like, if you're going to Stuyak, there's a road that way, and it's down there. Oh, okay. And they love it. They're like, country life? I'm like, never again. What don't you like about it? There's no <clears throat> culture. There's no good coffee. Oh, coffee. Um, wait, wait, wait. No good coffee? No. There, yeah. there is a, there's a place called Cup of Soul in Elmsdale, but when I was growing up there, there was nothing. There was Tim Hortons and the Big Stop. Garbage. Um, but really, though, what I, I, I realize is if you want to make a horror film, you either make it in a house or in a small town. Because, mm -hmm. you know, bad Because things. things are messed up there. Yeah, it's not because they're nice. And the aliens picked there or the, or the killer picked there. It's like, no, the killer went through horrible shit there and he's taking his revenge. Rightfully. Oh, my God, that's a story. Because <laughs> you lived in Truro, right? I lived in Truro for a while, but I live in Halifax now. Good and... for you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason was because I was walking in Halifax and I was doing that drive daily yeah. and I just couldn't do it in winter no. it's like no I'm not doing that I mean there's sort of nice there's nice houses in Toronto there's sort of nice areas but generally the strip mall kind of thing that like also exists in Lower Sackville where I have also lived um, it's just it's not for me either yeah. City or nothing. <laughs> and again, Halifax, very small city. But, <laughs> so, but. so, will you ever leave in Toronto? No. Why not? Well, a couple things. One, it's too hot. I would oh, die. Oh, yeah, you're the one that I you don't like so much. I don't no. get that. <laughs> I'm so happy it's been raining all weekend. Um, <laughs> like, let's go to the movies. <laughs> I would be going anyway. Uh, it's too hot. Also, it's Toronto is like priced out of oh, where I don't know yeah. what it's doing what it thinks it is if I am going to pay that much for rent I'm going to New York City which is what Toronto wants to be and never mm. will be sorry I'm going to New York or I'm going to Chicago or something like that mm. it's like Toronto I don't know I feel like there's such I have 
a ton of friends who have moved there. They all hang out with the people that they hung out with when they lived in Halifax. I'm like, cool move to the big city you made in your new life. Um, they all, so there's that. And then it also seems like a competition to live there. You know what I mean? It's like people get together and they're like, oh, the best butchers on this. No, 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 the best butchers. In, and it's like, who gives a shit? Stop it. I don't care. And a lot of new restaurants. Like, I'm not into restaurants, so I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I really like visiting Toronto. I'm going to Toronto Film Festival in September, as I do every year. I call it mm. September Christmas. And, <laughs> how do you spend a festival? How do I spend it? Mm. Oh, I go to the movies from 8 in the morning until 8 at night. They show a lot of movies at TIFF. 300, 400? It's, It's a lot. It's crazy. It's like, and I can see 20, reasonably. <laughs> how do you choose the films you see, though? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, so a couple of them are, um, like, a lot of Oscar bait is unveiled at TIFF so like mm. I saw Stars Born there last year um, I saw Can You Ever Forgive Me which with Melissa McCarthy so there's things like that so I, I go okay what's gonna be a big movie if I can see it in advance sometimes when it comes out they'll let you interview people mm. so I kind of do that um, because because we don't get to see things in advance you have to see the movie before they'll let you talk to anyone and they're like but there's no links so I don't get to do it but if I see the movie at TIFF sometimes I get a jump mm. um, that's how I got to talk to Greta Gerwig Uh, about Ladybird, um, and then usually women directors or like women. Like if there's some women on the creative team, I'm interested in. Mm. Um, and then I love Australian movies. Why? I don't know. I just <laughs> Australia and Canada are very similar in terms of population and how our governments are run, like how government funds movies and stuff. Uh. And Australia makes just good movies like they're generally kind of earnest and they're either very very dark yeah. or very very earnest there's a, there's a, I think it's an either an Australian or a New Zealand show called I can't remember the title something about lies if you've not seen that show see it it's like four or five years old but the basic premise is a kid dies Right. And then this guy is suspected for the murder. Like, they suspect that he killed a kid. Oh. And it's just four episodes, mm -hmm. I think, which I love. I love, like, that's all why I also love British shows, because like six or yeah. four and you're you done. It's not a large commitment. Yeah. So anyway, it's four episodes, and in these four episodes, you get to find out that, oh, well, it's not the guy. You know, the, and there's a link to the guy because I think he had an affair with the boy's mother or oh, something. Yeah. Like, every, <laughs> honestly, they wrote this show so well. Uh, every time you watch it, you're like, man, this guy is so guilty. And he wasn't helping himself because everything he did was like, he's either trying to cover things <laughs> up or... But he wasn't the one. And oh. the person that did it was, like, I don't, I can't remember anything. I'll tell okay, you. Don't spoil it. Don't I'll spoil tell it. you off, but okay. oh my God, it's really good. Cool. Yeah, so Australian. And then I also, once a day, I'll do a wild card movie where I don't know if I'm like, I don't know anything about anything. Because you get a, what they give you is a schedule and it's just a grid. Mm. And the grid has the title, the director's name, and the runtime, and the country. That's it. No synopsis. I mean, I could go look it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they give you access to, but the like cheat that you get. So I just go, <sighs> and it based on on a title or runtime or however it fits into my day and mm. I try to do one wild card mm. pick a day how do you do it do you go through all of TIFF and then you miss the beginning of um... AFF yeah yeah I'm usually coming home when the AFF starts oh okay um, so but I have never been to an opening night at the at the film festival here because I'm usually the... coming on my way back yeah uh, yeah okay. it's sort of an exhausting time and like a real I'm not not a real film critic but like 
Roger Ebert in his day would have gone to the Venice Film Festival right into Telluride, right into Toronto. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. a it's a marathon in the fall because people are trying to determine Academy Awards stuff be, yeah. for the fall. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. It's fun. Mm. Uh, do you have a guess the when when the nominees for the Oscars come out? Do you have a guess who's winning? Oh yeah. And you, how 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 right am I? Mm. I don't know. The problem with awards in the last I don't know five or six years is that because there's so many other awards, the same person tends to win all the way through. You mm. know what I mean? It's like they win the BAFTA, they win the Golden Globe, they win the This Critics Award, and then you're just like, okay, so these five people—they're the only ones that acted all year. And then you know, Glenn Close lost the Oscar last year after winning everything leading up to it, and um, lost it to Olivia Coleman, who gave a great performance in a great movie. But, I love the favorite. But, <laughs> it's like Glenn Close is there. Like Glenn is like I DiCaprio. Been Forty years and it's like nothing. She's got nothing. Yeah, it's not fair. I mean, she even played. There was a one. There was one where she played this trans man. Yes, Albert Nobbs. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why she hasn't won yet. I know she's very good. Not to say that like winning an Academy Award <laughs> actually makes you a good actor, does mm. it? You know what I mean. Sometimes it's just like like Roberto Benigni is a best act actor. Have you seen that guy since that <laughs> when he stood on all the chairs? It's like, really, is he the best actor, or do we just like enjoy his presence? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I was just thinking um, now with the going back to the sexualized violence thing oh yes let's go back what, to that <laughs> one of the things that stood out for me was i think stephanie clamber made a post about um God damn, trailer park boys yes and then um i saw you made a post about mm-hmm. uh I can't remember. Yeah, yeah yeah um and his and his uh venue mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I'm coming back to it again. Why are you so passionate about such a cause? I think the Mike Smith thing, what bothers me is that we know these people are in our midst. Not necessarily men as a culture, but like we know people who are full on criminals, who prey on women, who make life harder for people. They're here. They're in our, they're walking amongst us and they get supported. Mm. And so someone like him who's like famous And as I like to say, the bar for being famous in Halifax is very low. Mm. Trailer Park Boys, you know, rolled over it. They're up there. They just are. I've never liked it as a show. Again, going back to being a hick, it's like, I don't think that's how we need people to see us. <laughs> that's really how I felt about I it. I really need to see that show. I'm not seeing Ellen it. Ellen Page was in the early years. I really yeah. need to see that I, show. I don't know if you do. I mean, <laughs> but people really like it because there are a lot of hicks in the world. So it, it, appeals, to, it appeals to people. I, like, that's fine. <laughs> Stephanie made that post, you know, because she was married to Mike. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know any of those people. Like, I don't know the Trailer Park Boys. I don't know Mike. I know people that knew Mike growing up in New Glasgow. Mm. Um, and I have friends who worked on the show. And what the, the inciting incident for me was Mike was arrested in Los Angeles for assaulting a woman. And apparently it was a fight at a hotel. It was like some you know, like hipster hotel. Like I I I kept saying, do you know what it would take for an American in Hollywood to call the police on somebody? Like, what had to have been happening? Mm. And it happened on a weekend. No one noticed. So he got arrested, released, and she put out a statement. She put out a statement that read as very coerced to me um, about how it was just a misunderstanding. They're just buds. Someone overreacted. Mm. She had no problem. Again, I had friends on the show, and I knew better. Mm. Um, and Lucy Dicotere quit the show, and so did Jonathan Tor- jo- 
and so did Jonathan Torrance. And Jonathan did not say that was the reason why. Lucy did. And Lucy had just come off the Giancameshi trial, so people were already out for her anyway. Mm. Um so I, to me, that was evidence that it was probably true. Mm. You know, I had my inside track, but I also saw people taking actual action based on this. But nothing ever happened. I don't even know if anyone locally even ran a story about it. We didn't run a story about it. Um, and it always bothered me. So mm. when I heard he was opening a venue, by that time, um, Me Too was in full swing. And we were, you know... We were keeping an eye on on shit like that. So I said in the office, I was like, we know there is a bad person associated with this bar. I'm not fucking writing about this bar. Mm. Like, I'm not supporting uh, an abuser. And then, unbeknownst to me, someone was working on a story about Mike Smith um, independently for yeah. Vice Hillary Beaumont. And, um, you know, she, she pinged me a couple times about it. But in the interim, I had bands, like, writing me. I mean, like... Why did this person drop out of playing Snigglies or why aren't people playing this bar? And I didn't try to lean on them anyway. I would be like, here's why. And I would just send them a link to the L.A. thing. Mm. That's all I knew about. <clears throat> I didn't know about all the other things he had done. Mm -hmm. So when those things came out, um, it turned out that I, you know, I knew one of the victims. And I was just like, these are people trying to live their goddamn lives in Halifax. Mm. And this guy is supported by all of the systems, the music industry, the film industry, the fame industry. And it's like he's not being hurt. Like, you can't get to him and it's just it's incredibly frustrating yeah, and I, I you know I, I talked to Hillary Hillary did a second piece that she interviewed me for about a month ago and um, it's been really disheartening disheartening to see how it has not made an impact in town because the music industry and the film industry are both run by older white men who are just like what's the big deal mm. and also it affects their bottom line they're like i'm not messing with that i make a lot of money off of that guy mm. so they just won't deal with it so again going back to Gian, it's like why bother it doesn't do anything you put yourself out there and you get attacked for what then the guy is not damaged mm. so that's why i'm passionate about it because it's incredibly infuriating and unfair and then do you think with this kind of results it um discourages people to come out 100% and that's what they want you know um Hillary was threatened by Mike's manager which she put in the story which I thought was amazing like mm. if you print this we will see you and then she's like we never got anything I'm like well there you go uh... so it's like people threaten I'm not afraid of lawsuits because I only have debt I don't own anything I'm like <laughs> If you want to sue me, good fucking luck. Do you want my old MacBook? Do you want a guitar that was $300? Like, I have nothing. I don't care. Um, but a company, that's scary to a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's also, it's just, it's a lot of hot air. Like, mm. that's all. But if you say that to a 22-year-old guy in a band, I'm going to sue you if you say why you left this show. Mm. That's really scary. And that's how they're keeping people silent. And it's, it's just bullshit. Talking about music, you you you. I have a band. Exactly. Yes. What's, what's your band called? It's called Dance Movie. We have not played in a year. <laughs> what, what was the story behind the name? The name? Oh, um, I was in a band called Bloodsport. That was my first <laughs> band. So after the Van Damme movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was... <laughs> it was not my band. My... That that movie is actually fucking great. Yeah. I saw it recently, and it still stands. I mean. 
There were way too many sequels. It didn't need any sequels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the standalone the film one, was great. Yeah, when he gets blinded. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good time. Van Damme years. Those were good ones. Um, so, yeah, I was in that band. And then I kind of, because of that band, this was when I had quit the coast. So I had about a year and a half that I didn't have a full-time job. Mm. Or a part-time job. <laughs> I was just barely making it. And a friend of mine, Matt Charlton, asked me to join this band Bloodsport to play the bass. I didn't know how to play the bass. He didn't care. Um, <laughs> but I learned enough to be in the band mm. and um, it actually unlocked because I had all this time. This is what I realized is like, if you have the time to sit around and think about stuff, if you're working full time and you try to squeeze it in at night, you're tired. Mm. But I had all this time to just sort of be around and I started writing songs. Mm. So I formed a band. Uh, I asked my friend Kinley Dowling who went on to be in Hamer's Edit and is now a, a solo artist in her own Right from Charlottetown. Mm. Um, she lived on in the neighborhood at the time, and I was like, Do you want to be in my band? So it was like, I played guitar and she played violin. And dance movie came from just the genre of film. Like, Dirty Dancing is one of my favorite movies. Mm. And uh, I just, I love dance movies. Like, I love choreography. I, I don't. I'm not a dancer. I don't uh, go. I don't go out and like. I'm not into it. Per, like I don't personally do it, but I love watching it. Yeah, like I yeah. think it's so beautiful yeah. um, and cool. And mm. so yeah, dance movie. A lot of people say dance party. Oh, <laughs> which is way off. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it's not a party at all. It's not and, fun. Um, how? Uh, so you haven't played in a year. Do you guys have something in the horizon? We don't. That's sort. That was sort of my mm-hmm. my. You know, I kind of run the show. I'm a, I, there's no show to run. It's like, it, like it, we do it if I want to, oh, and I haven't wanted to in oh, a while. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, we've talked about this thing. I'm gonna end it with this. Okay. What, what are some of your plans moving forward from here on out? That's a great question. I um, I th- I'm gonna be making some moves professionally, and I don't know where they are uh but in the in the short term future uh i'm working on a fringe show as i know you are as well oh yeah oh my god it's scary (laughs) it is scary and you know i've done i think four or five fringe shows to this point and one of them was called my one of them was called uh, law and order musical victims unit so it was a (laughs) it was a musical of law and order it's the biggest hardest thing i've ever done it was like a, a cast of seven which isn't a big cast if you're on broadway but if you're just me and you don't know anything it's a lot and I didn't write music then so someone else wrote the music Um, I wrote the lyrics but they wrote the music my friend Chuck Teed Um, and uh, so yeah I've done a couple we've done a few I've done a few musicals and like uh, a show with Cheryl Hamm from Picnic Face and uh, this is this is called Tingles and it's a live ASMR experience slash workplace comedy (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah it's just gonna be a two-hander and it's gonna be in Neptune and I hope everyone's very quiet you cannot bring your children. <laughs> they will fuck it up. It, like, you cannot... No talking. No noise. It needs to be so quiet. I'm actually really nervous about that part. So for the people that don't know what ASMR is. Do you wanna... So ASMR is... It's so funny because I was at a party recently and none of the adults knew, but all the kids were like, oh yeah, ASMR. <laughs> I watch it on YouTube. So it's a YouTube thing. Um, and it's uh, auto sensory meridian response. It's like tingles. When you, when, you, when you hear something or... 
or see something it's like a sensory thing and it you know when you feel tingles in your in your body like when it causes that that's called a trigger and um so that so that's what it is it's a lot of brushing microphones a lot of whispering a lot of like weird noises or crinkling so um so yeah it's it's very weird yeah, i think is. you love it or you don't i think some <laughs> people are gonna go not knowing what it is and they're gonna be like i fucking hate this and they're gonna have to sit there because i'm not letting them leave <laughs> Um, so I don't know how it's going to go. It's also something that's supposed to be intimate and you're supposed to use headphones. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to play in a room. In a... I did ask for the smallest room possible. Mm. I don't know what that means in Neptune. Of course, as you know, in the fridge, you sort of, you go, you go in on They'll the day before you. and you're yeah. like, there it is. <laughs> it's like, I've been working in a room with 50, uh, 50 foot room this whole time. And now yeah. I'm hundred feet. Yeah. Um, that happened to me one year. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. So fringe first. The future, who knows? I'll go back to TIFF in September, and I don't know beyond that. Do, for TIFF, who do you go? Do you go for as the coast or uh, both, CBC? Both, yeah, the coast primarily, um, because uh, okay. that's because that's where I review. I have a lot of writing work with the coast, um, but I, st I do stuff from CBC there for CBC as well. So, oh, nice. so yeah, yeah, I think I'll go this year too. So you should, great, yeah, yeah, we'll hang out. Awesome, thanks for coming in today. Thanks Tara. for asking, Israel. I had a wonderful time. Me too. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.